Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I was talking with a group of ministry leaders recently about a common problem. They asked me, how can I get more done and how can I make sure that the things I am getting done are the most important things? Now, those are very important questions. I want to reverse them. First of all, how can I make sure that what I'm doing is actually the most important things I need to be accomplishing? And then second, once I know what those things are, how can I get more done? Now, before we go any farther in the podcast, you've got to hear this podcast in a larger context. Obviously, I'm all for days off. I'm for days of rest. I'm for vacation days. I'm for pacing yourself. I'm for taking care of yourself physically. I'm for all of those things. And in fact, in other podcasts and other contexts, I've talked about many of those issues. So don't misunderstand today's podcast. This podcast is about getting your priority work done and getting more of it done. But that doesn't imply that this is the only skill of time management that you need to master. This podcast has to be heard in the context of making sure you do Sabbath rest, making sure you take care of yourself physically, making sure you pace yourself, and other aspects of good time management. But the leaders who were talking with me about this particular problem understood that broader context, and they were asking a more narrowly niched question, how can I make sure that my daily activities are producing the work I need done? How can I get my most important work done and assure myself that my priorities are really being accomplished? And then second, once I get that done, how can I make sure that I'm getting the very most amount of work done possible in the context of those priorities? So that's what I want to talk about on the podcast today. And that is getting your most important work done and then getting the most possible work done of that important work. So let's address the first problem. How can I make sure that I'm really getting done my most important work? Well, here's the process I've used for years to try to help me do this. Every week, I make a work plan. I often make this work plan on Sunday evening. So that when I get up on Monday morning, I'm ready to start working my plan immediately. So I make my work plan this way. The first thing I do is I make a master list of everything that has to be accomplished in the next seven days. I just list everything that needs to be done as detailed as I can be. And it's not uncommon for my list to have 10, 12, or excuse me, 20, 30, 40 things on that list, all right? So I make a list of everything I need to get done in the next seven days. Every person I need to call, every email I know I need to originate, every sermon I need to study for, every Bible study I need to prepare to lead, every counseling appointment I have, every individual appointment I have, I make a list of everything that has to be done in the next seven days. Then I assign every one of those tasks to a specific day. So, for example, if I know I have to meet with someone on Thursday at 2 o'clock, I put that on the schedule, Thursday at 2 o'clock for that person. Now, 
some of this, because I use an electronic calendaring system, is already sort of done for me. I make a list of everything I have to do, but I see it's already scheduled on Tuesday at 2 o'clock, so I just leave it on there, obviously. So I, I make a list of everything I have to accomplish in a week. Maybe it's 20, 30, 40 items. And then I assign every one of those items to a specific day that it has to be accomplished. So that if Wednesday is my Bible study day or my sermon preparation day, that I do the heavy lifting for the message for Sunday, then I put it down on Wednesday. Now, everything that doesn't have a specific day, I put it on Monday. I wait it to the beginning of the week so that I get all of my to-do lists that don't have to be done on any other specific day listed out on Monday. So a typical week for me might have 10 or 12 items listed for Monday and then three or four or five listed for every other day of the week after that. So imagine, if you will, this calendaring system, which starts by listing all the day, all the activities that are required that I know about for the next seven days, and then assigning those out to the days of the week so that I have about 10 to 12 things on Monday and four to five things on each of the other days of the week. Once you've done that, then you take the next very important step. You look at Monday and you say, I need to put these in order now of what's most important. And so I list, let's say there's 10 things. I number them one through 10 in the order of importance of what, they, of what has to be done that day. And then on Monday morning, I start with number one. And I work on number one until I finish it. Or until I've done all I can possibly do on that item. Now you say, well, why wouldn't you finish? Well, maybe I work on it to the point where I have to call someone and ask them to give me some information before I can complete it. Or I work on something and get it to a point where I have to email it to someone and ask them to read it or evaluate it or respond to me before I can move forward. So that's what I mean by work on it as long as you can until you've done all you can do on that particular item. So I start with number one and I work on it until I finish it or I've done everything I can do on it and I've either passed it along or set it aside or sent it on to someone else or for whatever reason I've ha I have to stop, I've taken that last step possible. Then what do I do? I move on to number two. Moving on to number two and doing the same thing. I work on it until I finish it or again, until I've done all I can do before I have to send it on to someone else, wait for a phone call back, gather more information or whatever. And then when I've done that, I move on to number three. You get the idea. So all day Monday, I'm working down my list of 10. And my goal is of course, to finish the whole list. But perhaps that doesn't happen. So let's say that I work from 1 through 10 and I'm able to accomplish seven things on my list. That means three were not done. What do I do? I move those three things over to Tuesday. Now you're probably thinking so far, this doesn't sound all that helpful. That's what I do. Well, this next step is the crucial step. And this is where so many people make a mistake and they fail to prioritize or they fail to uh, guarantee that they will get their priorities accomplished every week. So first day, 10 items. I finished seven of them. Three of them not finished. They got moved over to Tuesday. 
What happens next? I reorder everything on Tuesday in priority order. So <clears throat> I number them one through, let's say there were five things on Tuesday and I moved three over from Monday, one through eight, and I renumber those. Now you may say, well, weren't the three things you didn't get done on Monday automatically the top three things on Tuesday? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When you move those three things over from Monday to Tuesday, now that just means they weren't important enough to be done on Monday, but now are they important enough to be done on Tuesday? Well, we'll see. You reorder those now eight items on Tuesday, one through eight, and you start working down the list. So maybe the three things you moved over on Monday are numbered two, six, and seven on the new list. I don't know where they'll fall, but they have to stand alone on their own on Tuesday and get reprioritized into the order of importance for accomplishing your work this week. So once you reorder these items on Tuesday and you start working down your list, then you're going to have the same thing happen that happened on Monday. Let's say there are now eight items on Tuesday. You only get down through, say, six of them. Now there's two left over. You roll those over to Wednesday. Now you repeat the same process on Wednesday, the same process on Thursday, and now we get to Friday. And now you've got seven or eight items on Friday that need to be done, and you work on them, and there's two or three or four that just don't get finished. Now, you're thinking, well, I started out on Monday with this master list, and I didn't finish my list. Well, welcome to reality. That's how most of us live every week. We never get done everything we intended to do, everything we plan to do, everything we hope to do. In fact, we never get done everything we thought was so important on Monday. But here's what happens. As you follow the natural progression of your week, the lesser important items always drift to the bottom. And by the end of the week, the lesser important items are the things that get left off the list. So, I'm not giving you a strategy here that guarantees you will always get done everything that's on your to-do list every week. What I am giving you is a strategy by which you can make sure that the things which you are getting done are the most important things on your list. And so that when you get to the end of the week and there are certain things that were left undone, you can know that those were the less important items, the least prioritized items, those things which, quite frankly, probably weren't all that important to begin with, they get left undone. So if you want to know how to prioritize your work so that your most important tasks are being accomplished, so that you reach the end of every week with some things left undone, to be sure, but knowing that the undone things will be the least important things, and you can then rest easy knowing that the most important parts of your assigned tasks and your job were accomplished, then you can have a greater sense of fulfillment knowing that you really were able to accomplish the highest priorities in your life and work. So, that answers the first question that was posed to me by this group of leaders. How can I make sure that I'm getting done the most important aspects of my work every week? 
Use this daily prioritization system. Keep moving forward the things that aren't done, which means that by the end of the week, only those things which filter to the bottom will be left undone. And that'll give you the assurance that you really are accomplishing your priorities each week and accomplishing the most important things necessary for your job. Now let's shift to the second issue that was raised that I want to address today, and that is once you know that you've got your priorities in order and you're working on the priority tasks at hand, how can you get more done? How can you be more efficient in your work? Well, you do that by compartmentalization, by learning to work in boxes or compartments. Now, this comes more naturally uh, for some than others. For example, I am a natural compartmentalizer. I put things in boxes in my mind and in my activities and in my life, and it's really easy for me to do that. I'm married to uh, Anne, and it's very difficult for her to do this. Uh, She's much more relational and flows much more from one thing to the other and finds herself wandering in in her her mind and her activities and in her connections. Now, that's not a fault of hers. It's just that we're very different in this regard. And to our uh, benefit, we've learned from each other over the years. And so I've learned how to not be so compartmentalized and to make some choices to live differently, particularly in my relationships. And Anne has told me that she's learned a lot from me about just how to get more done by disciplining herself to some compartmentalization so that she could be more effective in her tasks. So again, keep this podcast in the context of the larger teachings that I've done on time management and other things. This is not the only thing you should do. It's not the way you should live all the time. It's not the only way uh, to think about time and to use it appropriately. But if you're just asking me this one question, this one niche question in the broader issue of time management, how can I get more done? The answer is learn to compartmentalize more effectively. And I'll give you five ways to do that. The first way that I compartmentalize is by grouping tasks into a a grouping tasks into a box, if you will, and spending time on that task until I get it done. So, for example, email. Uh, I sit down each day and return email. Now, if I'm expecting some really time-sensitive email or some urgent email, I might check email several other times through the day on my phone, but not always. I sit down and do email as a task in a box. I do the same thing with regular mail. Don't get a lot of it anymore, but I still get some. And once a day, I look at the regular mail, sort through it, and immediately deal with all of it. Now, when I say deal with all of it, I mean all of it. I mean, when I go through the regular mail, I don't say, oh, I got to set that aside and respond to it later. No, I respond to it right now. And I don't say, oh, I'm going to stack these circulars or these flyers or this junk mail up and come back to it later. No, I glance through it and throw it in the trash right then. So by grouping email and regular mail and things like that, I'm able to get more done because I efficiently handle it in the moment. Now, I try to do the same thing with studying. Uh, I put, the, put all that time 
you know, together. I don't want 30 minutes here and an hour there and another 30 minutes here. I want to know, block out two hours to work on this Bible study, to make this presentation at this particular location or church or context. So doing that kind of grouping of tasks helps me be more efficient and to get more done. So email, mail, studying. You can also do counseling or meetings or planning sessions. Anything that you do that require that that, uh, that you do repeatedly or that you do regularly, you can do in groups of time or in boxes of time. And so group tasks is the first suggestion I have for enhancing your efficiency. A second way to enhance efficiency is to work, look at how you're doing scheduling. And I call this scheduling with bumper appointments where things bump up against each other. Now, I've often found that meetings can lag on and counseling sessions can lag on and planning times uh, can lag on if I don't have a fixed ending assigned to them. But when I say to someone, um, I need, I've got a meeting at 10 o'clock, it helps, and I need to wrap this up by then, it helps them to move on to the point. Now you say, well, are you all that, are you ruthless like that with every person that you talk to? No. Someone comes into my office in tears or someone has recently had a tragedy in their life or has a difficulty they want to talk about or has some really serious emotional struggle they're going through, I'm going to give them all the time they need. But quite frankly, that is not where most of the time gets eaten up during the day. So it gets eaten up by routine meetings, by things that, uh, ha- that, that happen on a regular basis that, that can lag on and take more time. But if people have a fixed ending, they get moving. So I make what I call bumper appointments. I, I schedule things back to back to back so that I can tell people I need to keep moving because I have other appointments in my day. So how can I help you? And also when people ask me if they can see me, I will ask, or I have my assistant ask, how long do you anticipate the appointment will take? Will it take 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? And we tell people, we'll allot whatever time you think it will take, but it helps us to do scheduling if you'll tell us the amount of time that you think will be needed. Now, this also sends a message to the person asking for the appointment, that you're telling me that you're coming for a specific purpose, so when you get here, let's get to that purpose fairly quickly. Now, again, let me emphasize this. I'm not talking about cutting off every person who has a real emotional need or who's going through some turmoil or who's in the middle of a difficulty. I'm talking about the routine meetings of staff meetings and life meetings and assistant meetings and department meetings. And I'm talking about the routine conferences that people want to have with you about this issue and that issue and the other issue. These things generally can be limited to a certain amount of time. And if you do that, it'll help people to move on to the point and to get on to the resolution a little bit quicker. Now, here's a third thing that helps me to be more efficient, to get more done on that priority list we've talked about earlier. And that is I've learned to work while waiting. Learn to work while waiting. Now, where are some places that you normally have to wait? Well, anywhere there's a line. That's the first answer. Second thing is I have to wait anytime I arrive early for an event. Now, 
the main one for me, and I realize it may not be this way for all of you, but the main place I wait for events is waiting for airplanes, waiting for airplanes. You know, I fly a lot in my job, and so I get to airports, and I typically have, you know, 15 to 45 minutes before my flight takes off, and I have this time that I have to wait. Now, I have learned to make really effective use of that time. What do you do while you're waiting? Well, for me, there's really two big things I do while I'm waiting. The first thing is keep up on email. Now, this kind of keeping up on email is not where you have to sit down and write long answers to complicated problems or situations. But I can turn on email during these waiting times and answer email that requires a short answer like yes or no or approved or whatever. And I can also use that time to delete useless email. So when I log in and I see I've got six emails and I look at them and five of them are ads or five of them are junk email or five of them are from people I've never heard of, click, 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 click. And that email box is now clean. So when I'm waiting, I answer short email and I respond or, and I eliminate email from my inbox that I really don't need to deal with or don't want to deal with anyway. The second thing I do while waiting is read. Now, I don't spend this waiting time reading uh, like complex books or detailed theology or something like that. But what I do while I'm waiting is I read short things that I know I can work through in 15 to 30 minutes. Now, in order to do this, I keep a little file in my, in my uh, carry bag where I can just drop things in. Like I might uh, drop in a magazine that comes to me. I get two or three magazines every month, and I drop those in my reading file. I see articles like Baptist Press articles or Lifeway Research articles or articles on secular news media. And I think, huh, that article might be something I could use for the podcast. And I click and print and drop that into my reading folder. So when I'm coming across things that I can read in a relatively short period of time, I don't always stop and read them in the moment. Instead, I print them and drop them in this reading file so that I'll have them to use in these short blocks of time that I have for reading. These are the two primary ways I use this waiting time. I use it to answer quick email and delete junk email, and I use it to read articles or magazines or other kinds of shorter materials that I'm using to prepare for things like the podcast that I do here for you every week. So a third way to get more done is to use your waiting time more efficiently. So I've talked about three things you can do in this idea of compartmentalization, group tasks, make bumper appointments in your schedule, and use your waiting time very effectively. Now, the fourth thing I want to say is I want to go back to something I've already mentioned, and that is I want to challenge you to compartmentalize and process your mail more rapidly. And when I say mail, I mean email and regular mail. Now, the regular mail is pretty easy. There's so little of it these days that you can very quickly go through the regular mail and sort out any personal letter that you might receive, the junk mail that comes, 
the brochure, the brochures and the uh, other items that you can just toss, and then magazines, some of which you may want to drop into a reading file to pick up later and read at a different time. But let's talk for a moment about processing email. I recently saw someone's phone, and on their little email icon, it said they had 22,000 unanswered emails. I can't even imagine that. Do you know how many unanswered emails there are on my phone every day when I leave the office? Zero. I empty my inbox every single day. You say, how in the world do you do that? Very simple. It's called the delete button. Delete, 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 delete. That's how I answer most email. I get, just like you do, all kinds of email. I get uh, people introducing their company to me. I get people asking for financial support for various ministries. I get people sending me ads for politicians and for products. I don't open any of it. Delete, 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 delete. Now you might say, well, aren't you afraid you're going to miss something? Nope. I do not have fear of missing out on email. I just delete it, and I would encourage you to do the same thing. Now, the only exception to this is, of course, do not delete email from Gateway Seminary. (laughs) If you get anything from us, even if it's unsolicited, be sure you open that. Well, I'm just simply trying to get you to stop wasting time on frivolous email. Just get rid of it. And then, when you do open email, answer it. You may say, well, I just don't have time. Yes, you do. Group your email and say, this is my time for doing email. This, this is my hour for doing email. And while you're in that hour for doing email, just go ahead and answer it. And you say, well, it's a difficult email. It's going to take more time. Good. Set that one aside and say, that one I'll come back to the next block of time I have for responding to email. Now, another way to answer email more rapidly, especially if you're in a senior leadership role, is to learn to answer it efficiently with one or two words. I'm kind of famous for this at Gateway. I often answer email, yes, or no, or approved. And I've actually helped people here who email me questions to understand they'll get a faster answer to their email if they pose the question in a way I can answer it simply. And so... Answering email this way just moves the process along so much more quickly. All right, last thing. The last compartmentalization idea I'll give to you is to compartmentalize your space. Now, I've had some struggles with this over the years. Listen, I was a church planter, and I had to work out of a makeshift desk in the basement of my house for two years. I get that. But if you can at all... Find a way to compartmentalize your work into some work space so that when you're at a certain desk, you know that's the time for work. At this desk, I don't surf the internet. I don't watch TV. I don't read casual magazines. When I'm at this desk or this space, I work. And having a compartmentalized place where you go to get your work done will help you to be more efficient. So, Today's podcast questions were these. 
How can I make sure that my work every week accomplishes my highest priorities? And once I get on that list and get it working the way I want, how can I just simply get more done? I've given you a prioritization process that if you'll use it every week, will assure that the most important work gets done and the least important work is what gets left off the to-do list at the end of the week. And then within the context of doing that, five suggestions. Five suggestions built around the idea of compartmentalization to make you more efficient in the work you do. Group tasks, schedule with bumper appointments, use your, t- your waiting time more effectively, process your mail and email more rapidly and thoroughly every day, and create some space, physical space, where you know when you get there, it's work time, and that helps to improve your focus. These are some simple things you can do to change your work style so that your priority work is getting done, and within the context of those priorities, you're working much more efficiently. Put these ideas into practice as you lean on.